Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pages of HR. I'm your host, Bianca Heron, lead editor at HR Daily Advisor. This podcast provides insightful conversations about HR-related books with the writers who create them. By the end of these conversations, we hope that you'll have actionable insights for your business, best practices to tap, and new information to ponder. Today, I'm super pleased to be joined by Andy Benz, co-founder of ChangeLogic, an award-winning corporate innovation guru. Andy has teamed up with both Charles O'Reilly and Michael Tushman on the new guidebook, Corporate Explorer, How Corporations Beat Startups at the Innovation Game. This book is a guidebook to the practices that not only can help managers go from idea to action, but it also shows how success is possible as well. Andy, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Hey, Bianca. It's fabulous to uh, to get the invitation. I've been looking forward to being on your podcast for a long time. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for that. My first question for you right out the gate, Andy, tell me, uh, why did you write this timely book? We wrote the book because we found so many people who were, were leading change inside corporations to create new businesses, to create, give life to innovative ideas, and they don't get enough credit. They don't get enough sunlight to the successes that they have. And there's this story that corporations can't innovate, and we can talk about why that's partially true. But there's so many great stories of where they do. And I just think that there's something something really inspiring, but also useful in those stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. And who is a corporate explorer and what do they do? Absolutely. So so a corporate explorer is somebody who leads the creation of a new business, a new venture inside a corporation. So we all know about entrepreneurs. They set up uh, a business out on their own. Maybe they get funding from friends or family, or maybe they get funding from a venture capitalist. And uh, and and they are the lifeblood of innovation, unquestionably, and, and of small business and all, all kinds of things. But, but corporations... Um, also have this need and have this ability to create new innovation um, and create new businesses. Uh, and so the corporate explorer is the person who who leads that, who makes it happen uh, inside a company. Absolutely. That's amazing. Innovation, and many people only equate that to entrepreneurs, but that's not the case. Right. And with, with that great resi- within the great resonation, we saw a lot of managers resign last year as well many of whom went on to become entrepreneurs. That's right. The, the, um, the, the number of new business formed in the United States went up fourfold as last year as the Great Resignation takes hold. And so what – now, some of those would have gone on to do, uh, uh, you know, set up a, a beekeeping company or, a, you know, um, I don't know, a brewery or something, you know, something that's more lifestyle and fun. And, but a lot of them will have been realizing their – entrepreneurial ambitions and and that's a loss Mm -hmm. to companies it's also a loss to the individuals because they've got to go back and start at the beginning when they could have been doing it with the brand the product the manufacturing the sales whatever it is that they could use inside a a large company so it's something that if i'm leading a company right now i want to think about how do i ignite those entrepreneurial ambitions and ideas of my people rather than just letting them resign. Absolutely. Uh, And what I've been uh, loving about uh, reading your book, it it touches on as well, obviously what you just said, right, but how those conditions aren't created for them to emerge, right? Uh, And you have to create new ventures inside the company. 
you do. And and so you know, so there's this there's this story that we all have about big corporations that they are um, slow and bureaucratic, and the culture. We, we talk about the word culture, right? The culture is one that doesn't permit innovation. Guilty as charged. You know, there's no question. However, here's the really uh, extraordinary thing, Bianca, is that the stories we tell in this book of Christian Kurtish in Hungary or Sara Cavallo in, in Bosch or Baladi Bondili at uh, Deloitte, all of these are people who are doing this inside of large corporations. And for the most part, they're slow, bureaucratic, and have a culture that doesn't enable innovation. So there's something about the individual in these stories who manages to get through that treacle, <laughs> that organizational slowdown. They still manage to succeed. Uh, and that can easily get lost. And so, yes, you want to create the conditions for success, but you've also got to focus on, you know, the finding these individuals and setting them free. Absolutely. And a two-part question there for me. One, the first one, those example, those individuals, excuse me, that you ju- just named, those are examples of corporate explorers? That's right. Those are the corporate explorers we talk about in the book, because one of the things that's um, uh, important, you know, we have this slightly provocative subtitle, how corporations beat startups at the innovation game. And we could have said, you know, might beat startups or occasionally beat startups. But, you know, we went for the declarative and we know that that isn't true always, but it does happen. You know, it really happens. Um, You know, let's say uh, Jim Peck uh, at LexisNexis. LexisNexis is a big legal and news information company. Mm -hmm. And uh, around uh, 2000, um, you know, Jim sees the opportunity to take public records data they have, link it together with other companies' data, and build what we now would call a, a big data company. Um, and 20 years later, its revenues are more than $2 billion and larger than the, than the, the, the original company. Right? Took a long time, many acquisitions along the way, many different pieces of the story. But he did that and he achieved an extraordinary result. And, and each of these stories are the same. They're, they're real people in the company and we tell how they did it in the book. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know that, uh, so the books gives, uh, it includes, excuse me, tools as well. So yeah, some of so. those, uh, how to energize employees by creating a realistic way to innovate, uh, how to attract, retain and motivate entrepreneurial talent. And of course, experimenting with and scaling original business models. That's right. That's right. And the motivating and energizing people is really key to all of this story because, you know, you've got to think as an organization that within within your, you know, whether you have 10 people, 100, 10,000, there will always be some people who are more explore oriented, mm-hmm. right? And you want to find them and you want to listen to them and, and give them the right um, opportunity um, to develop this. And you don't do it without discipline. And this is the tool piece you mentioned. You've got to ideate, incubate, learn through experimentation, incubate, and then scale, have um, the ability to put different mechanisms around to make it turn into something that's generating revenue. And that's the sort of the disciplines, the tools of innovation that are so important. That's amazing. And could you give a, a, an example of another one of the tools or that you cite throughout the book? or uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things that we um, uh, think is really significant in corporations is that they learn to test a hypothesis, right? So a hypothesis is a fancy word for a guess, 
right? You know, what do you think customers are going to buy to solve this problem, right? Um, what do you think they will pay? Um, how do you think they want to buy it, right? And and what we describe in the book is the method of test. Firstly, what makes a good hypothesis? Because you know it's very easy to be you know general and 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 say, well, you know, I think they um, they may want to buy you know X or Y, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of being really clear and and testable in what you you frame, we describe what it takes to have a testable hypothesis and how to put an experiment together to learn about whether you're right or not. And, and that's something startups um, you know, are usually better at, partly because they have less money, right? Yeah. And so you have to learn before you spend. And corporations sometimes have too much money and they overspend before they really know what they're doing, right? And, and so um, this is, I think, that gets in their way uh, and um, prevents them from moving as fast as they could because they just think, well, we've got the money, let's spend it. And it's not the, actually, how do you learn? How do you test? How do you stay small is, 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 is part of the secret. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And you have prepared an excerpt. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to read from one of the earlier chapters because uh, I, um, I thought it would be good to kind of uh, have your listeners understand a little bit about, you know, why we wrote this book. So let me, let me read this section called Explorer, Not Entrepreneur. This book is about and for the corporate explorer, as well as those that aspire to the role who or who support, manage or advise them. Corporate explorers are often and erroneously seen as wannabe entrepreneurs. They practice many of the same disciplines, but with entirely different assets and constraints. And that is why we felt it important to give them a distinct identity, not a derivative one like an intrapreneur or corporate entrepreneur. We hope that there are real and aspiring corporate explorers reading this book. And our goal is to encourage and empower you to succeed. We want to see you have more people in corporations focused on creating a cadre of potential business builders from within their own ranks. And our aim is to encourage more managers to follow the same path and to become a corporate explorer and for more senior leadership teams to give them the strategic, financial and organizational support they need to succeed. And the driving question for this book is how to make a corporate explorer successful. And we will share the story of how firms like the global consulting firm Deloitte used an experimental approach to advance its innovation platform. Um, we will use some eye-catching examples like Jensen Huang at NVIDIA, um, and others will be less well-known and still in progress. And these stories will enable us to introduce methods and frameworks for new business growth and demonstrate how real-world corporate, corporate explorers use them to overcome the barriers that they face. And now a word from our award-winning sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Namely. Now, we all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, right? But let's be honest, keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. That's why I recommend making the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business and recent winners of the 2022 Excellence in Customer Service Award and a Silver Stevie Award by American Business Awards. Namely offers onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely. 
Learn more about making the switch by going to namely.com. And for a limited time, get one month free when you make the switch. Don't wait. That's namely.com. Thank you for sharing that, Andy. Beautifully read. Thank you. Absolutely. And I guess the, the question now, at least that comes to mind for me, the largest one is, how can someone become a corporate explorer or, or how can someone become a successful corporate explorer? That's good. And, and actually, the, the next piece that I, that I stopped at kind of gives us a little bit of the, the sense of that, because one of the things that I go on to say then is that, um, you know, the, the, that there are a lot of innovation tools and tactics, like I was just talking about in terms of hypotheses and experimentation and so on. And it, but it turns out that the success of a corporate explorer depends on, yes, how you manage innovation, but also how you manage the human system. You've got to be adept at managing change. You've got to be able to win allies. You've got to have, have people who are your advocates. And you've got to be humble enough to have other people in the company think they made you successful. Yeah, Big difference with your entrepreneur, some of whom occasionally have a slightly large ego. Right, Your 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 corporate explorer can't afford that. They need to have lots of people who really feel invested in your success, right? So that you're going to get the help that you need. You're going to get people when you hit a road bump along the way, which any innovation project does, that they understand and uh, and have a, a context for what you're trying to get done. And it's so easy for innovators, particularly those who have a a strong technical background to think that if they just sort of find a small office to squirrel away in and be secret about it, and then Eureka, here it is, you know, that somehow that will get support. And the reverse is true. They need people involved. They need to be able to be transparent about what they're learning as they as they um, develop the, the, the business. Uh, and so that's that, that ability to be um, a really good leader of change. And that's why that's so important. Absolutely. It sounds like um, with the equivalent of a to a startup, excuse me, who has to basically, of course, generate and bring ideas to their investors, right? They're backing for HR leaders and organizations in that space. Instead of investors, if you will, they're going to their senior managers That's and it. leadership. That's it. So they have a completely different investor base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's um, a lot of feeling that somehow this is harder than than the venture capital. Anybody who's run a startup will tell you it's not. It's no picnic <laughs> to deal with a bunch of venture capital firms on your board, right? It's it's no picnic to get the funding for the first time as well. Um, and so yes, uh, corporate managers are your investor base, and um, they're not easy either. And and there's lots of things we can talk about about them. Um, but but that's the that's the task, winning their support. That's the task. Absolutely. Why is it difficult to innovate in corporations? Oh, that's a great question, Bianca. The big um, thing we talk about in the book is is the silent killers of exploration, right? And 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 the point here is that very rarely um, does um, uh, innovation get killed overtly. I am opposed to what you're doing, or I dislike what you're doing. I don't want to. No, no, we can't do that to new ideas. We all know that in our in in human society, a new idea is something that great that generates excitement and people like and enjoy and and feel motivated by. So what happens instead 
is that they're silently killed over a long period of time. And some of the silent killers are things like professional identity, right? An innovation that threatens the way things have always been done around here. And right? so um, one example is uh, uh, in advertising agencies, mm-hmm. right? Um, faced with uh, crowdsourced uh, creative talent, right? And, you know, in an advertising agency, being the creative team is the crown jewels of the agency. And, hey, you're going to give our campaign over to the crowd, so some anonymous group of people are going to find out what we do. Well, that's very one very good answer to that, and it's too rude for your listeners, for me to say in front of your listeners, right? Why? Because it threatens the way work has always been done. And, and whether it's advertising or it's insurance and actuaries, whether it's electrical engineers and semiconductors, they all have a way things have always been done. And unintentionally, not with bad intent, not because they're you know bad people or choose to do it, they force innovation out. And that the other th- kinds of killers are things like um, our tendency towards the short term. You know, towards to see to protecting what we've got and generating result, and also our need to to uh, maximize comfort. An innovation can be threatening. Hey, so I've got to take money from what I'm doing over here that I've always done, and I'm going to spend some of it on this new unproven thing. Right, that creates tension, and some people in leadership teams don't want to have tension. To most, don't want to have tension. And, and and so you've got to be able to walk into that and talk about it honestly and openly. This is one of those things, again, where the silent killers get addressed through the in the human system, because that's where the biggest barrier lies. Uh, and, and, and that's where where, you know, your listeners, HR teams, uh, uh, HR professionals have such a big contribution to make uh, in helping to um, uh, to address the way in which um, you know we we work together and the way in which the skills of collaboration, skills of honesty and transparency and communication come through. Absolutely. And can you define the human system for me, please? Yeah. So for me, it's the that network of relationships uh, in a group. You know, uh, and it's you know one of the things about a, a an organization is that we make we spend all this time doing organization charts, right? But most of the power is in the informal system. It's in you know how many people do I know and do they listen to me, right? Um, and you know I'm going to follow Bianca no matter where she goes. Right? That you then have social power regardless of your position in the hierarchy. And so that's that's the human system. It's those those kinds of things. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And Andy, what are some things you hope that readers take away? So there are really three. First one is that it can be done, that there are corporate explorers who do beat startups. uh, And that this is actually, we talk about it a little bit like it's a modern phenomenon. It's speeding up, it's happening more often, but it's been going on for decades, right? So this, this this is important. Secondly, that they get there um, by uh, using some key innovation disciplines to ideate, incubate, and scale ventures. And then the third one is that they overcome silent killers in organizations by becoming really good managers of change. And and these are the three big messages from, from our book. Amazing. Amazing. And this book, I know it's on Amazon. Is it found anywhere else or solely just Amazon? No, it's it's in all good online uh, uh, bookstores and and I think a few real 
old-fashioned book, uh, brick-and-mortar bookstores as well. So um, go to your local bookstore first. That's awesome. I love that. I'll, I'll forever uh, be that person. <laughs> and Andy, do you have any social uh, that our listeners can follow you on? Yes, or? absolutely. Um, AJM Bins uh, on Twitter, uh, Andrew JM Bins on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, and um, do, do look me up at, um, at uh, changelogic.com. Awesome. Awesome. And my final question for you here, Andy, uh, my favorite here, one of them, what does your next chapter look like? What did my next chapter look like? You know what, uh, Bianca, um, I am fortunate to have worked with many great corporations around the world. And my next chapter needs to be uh, about, um, uh, you know, more giving back, more um, uh, giving back to our planet, but giving back to our society as well. So very much my mission is around how do I make my my capabilities more useful to people who um, uh, who are doing that kind of work. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, and, and thank you for sharing that, Andy. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at HR Pages. And we're also now available on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible. Again, I'm Bianca Heron. Join us next time when we turn the page. <laughs>